In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, Word of God, reveal more of yourself to us through your presence in the Bible. Led by the Holy Spirit, guide our time of reflection. May it increase our desire for you in the Scripture and in the sacrament. Amen. Go, Said a Watchman was the much-anticipated follow-up book to Harper Lee's To Kill a Mockingbird, and it would be an apt heading for our first reading at Mass this weekend. We'll hear from the 33rd chapter of the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Our excerpt begins with verse 7, but in the first six verses of this chapter, the Lord presents Ezekiel with the image of someone being chosen as a lookout for his city. If an army begins to advance against that city, then the lookout should blow the trumpet to warn the people. If those people hear the trumpet but don't do anything, then that's on them, as we would say. But if they don't hear the trumpet at all, then that's on the lookout who didn't do his job. Our passage then picks up with verse 7 after this image of the watchman has been presented. Here's how the first reading at Mass begins. Thus says the Lord, You, son of man, talking to Ezekiel, I have appointed watchman for the house of Israel. When you hear me say anything, you shall warn them for me. What's key to note here is that the Lord God has appointed Ezekiel as the watchman and not the people of Israel. Ezekiel's in good company here, though, because both Jeremiah and Isaiah in their writings also mention a lookout or watchman as an image for a prophet. Just as with our first reading, checking out the immediately preceding verses of our second reading will be helpful as well. Our passage begins with verse 8 of the 13th chapter. But in verse 6, St. Paul tells the Christians in Rome that they ought to pay their taxes. What he says would make the IRS quite happy. Pay to all their dues, taxes to whom taxes are due, toll to whom toll is due, and so forth. This is important because of the clever turn of phrase St. Paul then makes when our passage begins. Brothers and sisters, owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. It's as if St. Paul says, look, on the subject of debt, a Christian as much as possible shouldn't have any outstanding debt because the only debt which he or she truly has is to love others. This word for debt is ophelios in Greek, and it's actually the same word used in the Our Father for the line about forgiving us our debts as we forgive our debtors, which gets translated to trespasses in our English version of the prayer. For St. Paul, the commandments, and indeed the entire law, can be summed up in this one saying, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Summing up the entire law into one phrase was a common pursuit among rabbis at the time. In a sense, it wasn't all that different from your junior year high school English class. How can I know as much as possible about this book without actually having to read it? That's what St. Paul is after in saying that all of the commandments can be summed up with, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus is addressing what happens when someone doesn't love his neighbor as himself in our gospel this weekend. He presents a three-step process for seeking to bring about repentance and reconciliation. First, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. Second, if he doesn't listen, take one or two others along with you. And then third, if he refuses to listen to them, tell the church. But what happens if even that doesn't seem to work? Well, Jesus says that he ought to be treated then as they would treat a Gentile or a tax collector. What are we to make of this statement? Some claim that Jesus is making this statement in jest, or what we might call tongue-in-cheek. But there's not too much to support such a claim. Rather, the stress of the statement is on what Ben Witherington III would describe in his commentary on Matthew as Jesus calling his disciples to be 
cordial but distant, not treating them with the warmth and hospitality expected between brothers and sisters in the faith. Lastly, there's evidence that the saying of Jesus, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them, had rabbinic parallels. A rabbi in the second century AD is recorded as saying that if two sit together and the words of the law are spoken between them, the Shekinah, another name for the presence of the Lord, rests between them. So that's it. That's your Sunday setup for this 23rd Sunday in Ordinary Time in Year A. May this knowledge of the story behind the scripture allow you to encounter Jesus Christ in a new way this weekend. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.